Welcome back to New York Sports Exchange, episode number 121. And Juan Soto is a New York Yankee. Oh yeah, baby. Juan Soto is a New York Yankee. They finally get him. Took a lot of guys. A lot of dramatics. But nonetheless, we got our guy. Juan Soto is a Yankee. Yamamoto next. In other baseball news, Shohei Otani with the most ridiculous contract I think I have ever seen in not only baseball, but sports. We'll take a deep dive into that. I'll take a deep dive into that as well. No Tim here, just me today. Tim, uh, finals week is kicking Tim's ass. I only had two online finals, so that's why I'm here. I'm home. You'll see Tim's face next week. Giants and Jets get big wins uh, at home as well. Uh, this is, um, I'm all in. Tommy Cutlets, Tommy DeVito, I'm here for it. Zach Wilson put up a great performance on Sunday against the, maybe, could they be going to the playoffs? They might have knocked their playoff hopes out. But nonetheless, what a performance from Zach Wilson. We'll take a deep dive in the NFL. I'll take a deep dive in the NFL as well. The NBA, <laughs> Draymond Green <laughs> gets suspended indefinitely. For punching Yusuf Nurkic in the face, I will talk about why the Golden State Warriors are an absolute disaster and why I like uh, the Clippers to cover against them tonight as well. I have a betting tip as well. Um, no picks this week. Uh, we're going to give the picks, but we're not going to do them on the podcast. Just check out social medias, Instagram, X, all that stuff for our week 15 picks. But nonetheless, I'll just dive into it. We'll have some NHL as well. Islanders sneaking in there. Uh, so let's get it started with the with baseball. I feel like that's a big story. Juan Soto, this is our first episode. Juan Soto is a New York Yankee. I, we, it was mentioned in the episode before. To, everyone knew it was going to happen. It was a matter of when, not if. It was, I want to say, like nerve-wracking, just because it reminded me of the Cliff Lee deal back in 2010, where it was... Everyone thought Cliff Lee was going to go to the Yankees in 2010. Yankees on the quest to go back to back. And then it just ultimately fell apart due to physicals. Then that's what scared the Padres over. They, uh, I believe, I think it was the Mike King physical that didn't go too well. But they, nonetheless, they took the deal anyway. So the Yankees do get uh, Juan Soto and Trent Grisham. That's, the, that's huge that we got Trent Grisham as a fourth outfielder. Great defender, hits lefties well. His swing is perfect for Yankee Stadium. So that is a perfect fourth outfielder for the Yankees. And the San Diego Padres, they got they got what they needed. They got uh they got controllable young pitching. They go ahead and get Mike King, Drew Thorpe, Johnny Brito, Randy Vasquez, and Kyle Higashioka. Sad to see Higgy go, longest tenured Yankee. He's been there since I was like five, like 2008 they drafted him. So that's going to be weird seeing him in a new uniform. But nonetheless, the, the Yankees got better, and now they're on to the next one. They've got to get Yoshinobu Yamamoto. I feel like that's the, that's the big one. Bob Nightingale said that they're favorites. I know Bob Nightingale is like not that trusted of a reporter, but this year he is after that article that he came out saying that baseball reporting has just become a sham, and I completely agree with that. But nonetheless, go get Yamamoto. It, and also, too, when, if they extend Soto next year and they have Yamamoto, you know, let's all be honest here. Judge is aging, kind of, sort of. Garrett Cole is in, like, age, how old is he? 31, 32, Garrett Cole? I think Garrett Cole, I mean, I know he's in his 30s. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's 33. He's about. He's going to turn 34 in September. So, 
This, if you are able to get Soto and yep, extend Soto, sign Yamamoto, that extends the championship window by so much because that's it gives me the it gives me the utmost confidence to say that definitely the Yankees are going to be in the conversation every year. And now, honestly, with this Soto edition, and keep in mind too, they also have Alex Verdugo as well. It's what they needed: lefty hitting. And they need pitching as well. They still need the pitching. Yamamoto decision probably coming up next week, uh, I think. So get if you're a Yankee fan, get locked and loaded. Because this is this is it. This is it. I, I Brian Cashman, after a failure of a season last year, the winner meetings legend himself go gets one goes and gets himself Juan Soto. Goes and gets Trent Grisham. Huge. I love the addition of Trent Grisham. I feel like I'm just going to keep on talking about Trent Grisham more than the Soto edition. But anyway, with the Verdugo trade as well, it adds so much more lefties. It adds so much more lefties to the lineup because let's keep in mind, Yankee Stadium is a lefty-favored ballpark, and the Yankees had like like two lefties in the lineup, I think, or maybe even one. Rizzo is the only one that I can think of. But then the lefties that they had, like Calhoun and Bowers, they weren't able to hit the ball well. Like, let's all be honest here. So, I'm excited. If they face a righty, you know, you can hit Glaber, leadoff, then, ju- and then Judge, Soto, Rizzo maybe, Stanton, Verdugo, and then you have Volpe, LeMayhew, Wells. That's huge. And if you go, about, go up against a lefty, then you, have, you can even put Verdugo at leadoff. You have Alex Verdugo at leadoff. Then you go with... Uh, Blanket, and then you can go with Judge, then Soto, Stanton, Torres, LeMayhew, Volpe, and Trevino, too. So this is, Aaron Boone's got a lot of decisions to make here. I think that this is going to be, it's going to be a fun year in Yankee land, I'll tell you that. Yankees also do make a trade. They trade Trey Sweeney, their number eight prospect, uh, their first round pick in 2021, I want to say, for two Dodgers prospects on the 40-man. Uh, this was de- this was for the Dodgers to leave to get uh, two forty men roster spots open when they signed uh, Shohei Otani and Joe Kelly. Joe Kelly. Uh, but speaking of, uh, I, I mispronounced it because I was thinking of this guy, Jorbeat Vivas, a five foot ten uh, second baseman, is now the sixth top prospect in the Yankees system. I want to say because the Yankees did get rid of a lot of prospects in the Soto trade, but. I like this guy. I like he's. I think he's he's getting uh, Luis Arias comparisons, which is definitely good. You want to uh, Luis Arias hit uh, almost four almost four hundred this year. So if you're getting comparisons to him, you better be freaking good. Hit for average guy. Love it. Love the ad. If they, I don't want to say it. They trade Glaber Torres, then that's a, that's the guy in place. His second baseman. Good. I like it. I like it. Looking forward to see what happens. And they also get a uh, some bullpen depth as well. Uh, Anthony Gonzalez, I want to say. I know his last name was uh, Gonzalez, but I'm forgetting on... No, that's not his name. Uh, <laughs> I'm blanking on his name right now. I mean, not that, I mean it is going to be relevant. Lefty pitcher, sinker heavy, Victor Gonzalez. Thank you. Victor Gonzalez uh, to the Yankees as well. Nice bullpen piece, lefty. Does it mean they bring back Andy Peralta? Who knows? Enough Yankee talk. Next up... It's the big one. Shohei Otani to the Los Angeles Dodgers. 10 years, $700 million. $700 million, The largest contract 
in North American sports history. It's not the... It, it's not that he's going to the Dodgers that's pissing me off because he was offering this. For those who don't know, uh, Shohei Otani's contract is going to be defer. He's deferring $680 million. $680 million he is deferring. So from 2023, or 2024 technically, 2024 to 2034, he is going to be paid $2 million a year. And then from 2034 to 2043, he is going to be paid $68 million. This allows the Dodgers to have $68 million of free spending for the entire time Shohei Otani is a Los Angeles Dodger. It pisses me off. It it pisses me off because the fact that he's allowed to do this is disgusting. Uh, No other league in America would ever do this, would ever allow this. I mean, come on, David Stern vetoed a trade for Chris Paul to go to the Lakers. So, I mean, I wouldn't believe that for a second. But, oh my God. I mean, knowing the Dodgers, it's like, yeah, they have all these guys, but like, it's, at the same time, offseason World Series, winning the offseason does not automatically mean you're winning the World Series. So, I heard the Yamamoto meeting happened in LA. They brought in Shohei, they brought in Mookie Betts, they brought in Freddie Freeman. I think they also brought in Will Smith, although that I think that's not true. But I do know those three were there, Mookie, Freddie, and Shohei. It's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough decision. I know Bob Nightingale said that uh, Yamamoto is the favorite for the Yankees, and that they want to get him. I mean, they can lure him in with the with the with the legacy of the New York Yankees and all that. So we'll see what happens. I mean, it's said to be a very exciting off season. Um, nothing, nothing known yet. Nothing known on that yet, but uh, definitely something to look out for in the next couple of days. Maybe that happens uh, next episode. So who knows? Uh, enough baseball talk. We're 10 minutes in. It's obviously some NFL football. And let's start with the New York football giants. Because, oh my God, Tommy DeVito is taking the world by storm. He is taking the football world and the world as well. He was mentioned on The Tonight Show. He's taking the world by storm. This is like, I've never seen anything like this. And it goes to show you with the whole Daniel Jones thing and how he was, how he was good. It's an old saying, you can lead a horse to water. It's up to him if he drinks it. Like this is, that that was the thing with Daniel Jones. Because last year he's doing good, learning on this new offense. He's making the right decisions, all this. And then this year it's a complete 180. He looked terrible. Then he tears his ACL. Here comes this fucking DeVito guy out of nowhere. I've been fucking doing this all day. I got a chicken cutlet sandwich. I couldn't believe it. It's the fact that he's not turning the ball over. He, I know he's been sacked like 28. I know he was sacked. DeVito was sacked 28 times before, uh, before the Packer game. But this is insane. I've ne- like, he's not supposed to succeed under this. Like, th- that's the thing. That's the thing that it, it goes it, all the credit in the world. I mean, you can give credit to Tommy DeVito all, all you want. But you got to give some, you got to give most of the credit to Brian Dable and Mike Kafka. And it gives me hope. It gives me hope that if they go in another direction at the quarterback position, because let's be honest, I'm not expecting Tommy DeVito to be the quarterback for the Giants next year. And I'm not expecting Daniel Jones to be the quarterback for the Giants as well. It's not like this. It, it's not like the when Joe Shane was hired and they hired Brian Dable as well. It's not like 
they were all in on Daniel Jones. Let's all keep in mind here. They declined his option, and he was able to prove himself, win that playoff game, and they were almost left with no choice but to give him the money and give him the extension. They're lucky that the contract is front-loaded because after next year, they can kind of just dump him, if we're being honest, because he has not performed to the expectations. But it gives me hope. It gives me hope for the next quarterback that comes in because what Brian Dable is doing, Brian Dable and Mike Kafka is doing right now with Tommy DeVito, Tommy DeVito is, I've never seen anything like it. And it's not like he's lighting up the stat sheet either. 150 yards throwing. I think he ran for almost, I think he ran for like 85 yards, something like that. That's just a ballpark estimate from what I remember. But you got it. I mean, you're an idiot if you're not having hope for this, for Dable and Kafka. Because if he's doing this with Tommy DeVito, imagine what he does with some, I mean, I know that we're at the, the eighth pick right now. Imagine if he's doing this with someone like Jaden Daniels. Holy shit. If he's doing that with Jaden Daniels, if, if we somehow, somehow, some way get Drake May, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? What a day. Uh, who knows what's going to happen? What a day from Wandale Robinson. Absolutely incredible. The Saquon fumble. That was so bad. This Giants team is a game out of the wild card. And if you were to tell me at 2-8 and eight, that by week 15, we would be a game out of the wild card, I would not believe you. But yet, here we are. Big game next week in the Voodoo Dome against New Orleans. Chris Olave is questionable. Derek Carr playing with three broken ribs. Here we go. This is giant football, baby. Win this and I'm, I'm fully drinking the Kool-Aid. Like, I'm drinking half the Kool-Aid, maybe three quarters of the Kool-Aid. If we win tomorrow on Sunday, I'm drinking the whole fucking thing. I don't care. The giant, oh, Tommy DeVito has me believing. I love his agent with the fuck, Sean Stellato. Shout out Sean Stellato. The best agent in the game with the fucking top hat in the black suit, standing in the field on the phone. Him literally standing on a chair, freaking out, doing this. Him and T Mr. DeVito fucking kissing each other in the cheek. One more, I mean, I saw a tweet the other day. It was like, the, every league struggles to like market stars. And here comes like the NFL with like, yeah, the Giants have an Italian quarterback. <laughs> like, and they're all fucking doing this shit. So I'm very, I'm, I'm looking forward to what's going to happen on Sunday. I'm looking forward to what's going to happen next year with whatever quarterback Brian Dable is going to work with. Because uh, let's all be honest. I mean, I'm, I, I may have jinxed it, but Daniel Jones, not the guy. He's he's not the guy, and it sucks to say because you paid him so much more, so much money. They weren't left with a choice to pay pay him money, and I'll just leave it at that because just it just seems that Devito Devito Devito's getting himself some nice backup quarterback money. I'll tell you that he's getting himself some nice backup quarterback money, and I'm so excited. And we have him under contract. We have him under a rookie contract for the next three years, I think. I think they signed him to a standard rookie deal. So who knows? Who, maybe we'll see. Maybe we'll be seeing more Tommy DeVito. Who knows? Um, to the Jets. Jets get a big win over Houston. And now I feel like I don't want to say it's the worst thing to happen, but Jet fans do have hope again. <laughs> Like it or not, Jet fan, I, I feel like every time they're always like, season's done, this is it. Here come the Jets with like a, with a win, and all of a sudden, they're, they, there's like some hope here. They're 5-8. and eight. They're, I know they're only like, they're only two games back from a wild card, so maybe not, but they got a big game against the Dolphins next week, and with how the Dolphins played on Monday against the Titans, 
I mean, how can you not? I, I don't know. It, it all depends because last year, last game against uh, last game against the Dolphins was a disaster. Tim Boyle, just that ninety-nine yard pick six was a disaster. And yeah, like, but if you're the Jets, this is definitely something to build on. Tim, I'll read you Tim's text to me because this was like this was insane. What he uh, what he texted me af- on uh, Monday, he goes. <laughs> He goes, I'm trying to find, oh yeah, the Jets are winning the Super Bowl. They're going to sneak in at 98. He has them winning out. So he has, the, <laughs> he has them beating the Dolphins, the Commanders, the Browns, and the Patriots. So, <laughs> I mean, good to have hope. I mean, I feel like both our teams are having hope. I'm fully drinking. I'm three quarters of the way drinking the Kool-Aid. If we win next week, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid the whole way. But holy shit. Insane. Insane. Can't believe it. New York football is like kind of back. I, I hate to say it, but I mean, I don't I don't hate to say it, but New York football is kind of back, kind of back. Uh, let's take a trip around the league. Um, Ravens with a nice win over the Rams in overtime. Nice to see Odell Beckham get a touchdown. Um, what's like the big controversy here? Oh, I knew I was thinking of a controversy. The Bills take down the Chiefs 20 to 17. Um. Yeah, Kadarius Tony's a dumbass, and I feel like anyone with a brain would know that. Patrick Mahone's complaining about. It, it, here's the thing with this: it was clearly offsides. He was clearly offsides, and the referees in the NFL have made it a point of emphasis to call it more. But at the same time, they give him leeway. They they give him leeway, basically being like, "Hey, like you're offsides, like take a step back a bit," and then they're good. The thing with this is, is the fact that. Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid were both like, you can't make a call like that in that spot. You can't make a call like that. If he can't make a call like that, then you don't win a Super Bowl last year against the Eagles. I'm sorry. You, you, you don't win a Super Bowl because that's how they won the game. That's how they won the Super Bowl. Let's all be honest. Was it a hold? Yes. Was it a ticky-tack call, kind of? Yeah, it was. But you don't win the Super Bowl without a ticky-tack call. I'm sorry. So call it both ways, call it what you want. Kadarius Tony's a dumbass. Like this is this is insane. The fact that and the whole th- uh, the whole thing with the Kelsey thing, he made a hall. I hope they show it when he's in the Hall of Fame. It didn't count. I mean, I don't know. I feel like Patrick Mahomes has kind of turned heel on on the NFL on the NFL kingdom to the NFL fan base. Sorry, where there's a lot of people not liking him. But I mean, the Chiefs. If you're the Chiefs. You look at that. You look at that division, AFC West. The Broncos are a game out. The Broncos are a game out. How like insane is that to even think of? The, this team lost seventy to twenty. The team lost by fifty in week three, and now here they are. They're a game. They're a win and a Chiefs loss away from getting a home playoff game. And now we look ahead. If the Chiefs stay in first place, yeah, they're going to get that home wild card game. But if they have to play someone like Buffalo or uh, not Buffalo or Baltimore, uh, Buffalo or Baltimore, even I'm sorry, Miami. Who knows if my I I think Miami's going to get a home. If they have to play someone like Miami or Baltimore, that's what I was thinking of. Jesus Christ, Patrick Mahomes. I can't think of a time where Patrick. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. If I'm I'm probably going to use this clip here, but correct me if I'm wrong. Patrick Mahomes. I don't think has ever had a true road 
playoff game. Am I like making that up? And I know Tim's not here to answer this for me. So I'm just kind of like, gonna, I'm just going to roll with it. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I can't remember a time where Patrick Mahomes had a home playoff, had a ro- true road playoff game. Because the last five AFC championships have been in Kansas City. So unless he got like a divi- I don't know, unless they played the Patriots in Foxborough, but I don't think so. If I'm thinking right, I'm, I'm, I'm going to think out loud. They had the Patriots. They had the Patriots in Arrowhead where they lost. Then they had Tennessee. Then they had, I want to say, oh God, who'd they play? Who'd they, now, now, now I got to look this up. Who'd they play in, uh, who'd they play in the COVID year in the championship game? Oh, the Bills. But I don't think that was in, yeah, I don't think that was in Buffalo. It was, yeah, no, it wasn't in Buffalo. Yeah, no, it was not. It was in Kansas City. So then they played the Bills, and then they played uh, the Bengals, and then they played the Bengals again in the championship games, and they, they were they had the buys. So yeah, I'm. I know you're like. I know it's kind of like yeah. If you're playing Pat Mahomes in the playoffs, you should be shaking in your boots. But the guy's put has not played a true playoff road game. That's a different animal. That's a different beast. So I don't know. Maybe it should be interesting. I do like the Ravens to go to the Super Bowl. Maybe as a, I mean, they're, I mean, it's a what have you done for me league. So maybe whoever's the hottest team in the AFC, because that AFC is wide, wide open. Maybe you can see the Bills sneaking in the play, sneaking into the Super Bowl. Maybe, maybe I don't know. I mean, my hair's standing up in the back, which is like kind of disgusting. Yeah, that's kind of bad. But anyway. Uh, good. It was a good slate of games. Uh, just that ending was kind of funny, just seeing all the Chiefs players complain. But uh, I just want to give a shout out to Joe Flacco. Joe Cool. He's now the permanent starting quarterback for the Cleveland Browns, and he more than likely is going to be taking this team to the playoffs. Um, pass on tweet, but it was irrelevant trade news. Um, yeah, Flacco. Holy shit. Unreal. Um, Herbert out for the year. Oh, let's talk about it. The Philadelphia Eagles are another problem. The Eagles, on one hand, on one hand with the Eagles, I wouldn't blame the defense for that game. They scored a touchdown. Eagles secondary needs help. Eagles offense needs help. And right now, Dak Prescott looks like the bona fide MVP. And, and I'll leave it at that. Because... I'm waiting for the eventual choke from the Cowboys because the Eagles had the easiest schedule for the for these next uh, couple games. Uh, they have the Seahawks, they have the Giants twice, and the Cardinals. Cowboys have a tough one. They have Buffalo this week. They have Miami, Detroit, and Washington. And if we want to talk about how easy this Chiefs schedule, because I feel like the Chiefs are going to bounce back from this. They ha- they're playing teams that are all starting their backup quarterbacks. Uh, they have the Patriots, who are starting Bailey Zappi, the Raiders, who are starting Aiden O'Connell, although Antonio Pierce hasn't been like committed on who's starting for, for them this week against the Chargers. Then they have the Bengals, who are starting Jake Browning, although that's Jake Browning looks really good, so maybe, who knows. And then the Chargers with Easton Sick, and that's another disaster. Brandon Staley's getting fired at the end of the year. So, we'll see. I, I, those are games that they should win. 
Maybe the page, I mean, the Patriots defense is not to be messed with. So maybe they give them a run for their money, but God, Bailey Zappi is so bad. He's so bad. He's so bad. The chiefs have to win that game. There, there, there's no doubt about it. Um, yeah. So next week we got Saturday games. Thursday night game is going to suck. Obviously. Um, yeah, should be a good, uh, should be a good couple games. Sunday night games, definitely something to look forward to. Definitely the Monday night game too. Uh, yeah, that's NFL football. This is going to be a short one. All those stand specials are very short. Um, next up, let's go to the NBA. And we're not talking next. I know they lost to the Jazz last night. Uh, the Lakers won the in-season tournament. Congratulations. Uh, I mean, I was listening back to we, how we thought like the in-season tournament was going to be a failure. It was not. It was probably some of the best NBA basketball I've seen in a while. In the month of November and December, no less. But I still think that the East-West thing should be abolished for the in-season tournament. I said this on, I listened back. I listened back back in July, and I said, to an episode back in July, and I said, like, don't make it East-West. Make, like, a death group. Like, I, I know, like, an unknown team, like, a little, not, like, an unknown team, but, like, a small team, like the Pacers, were able to become, like, but still, I'm not a fan of the East-West groups. Divide it up. Maybe have, like, Maybe groups of four. I, I don't know. But in-season tournament, success. Zion Williamson is that. That was so funny. If you saw that, Shohei, Stephen A. Smith show, Shohei signs for $700 million. Zion Williamson is fat. <laughs> uh, yeah, but he responded with like a 38-point performance against the best defensive team in the league. So who am I to judge? Still Zion lover. Um, yeah, let's talk about the Golden State Warriors. Draymond Green gets ejected for flagrant two after an open hand punch on Yusuf Nurkic. Gets suspended indefinitely. Has to undergo counseling. This is not good for the Golden State Warriors. And I didn't really, like, I, I'll be honest, because, you know, like, college basketball and the NFL sort of, like, you know, run my, like, sports this time of year. But just from, like, so I did some research. I listened to some San Francisco sports radio saw what was going on, and basically the vibe that I got from it was this is like rock bottom. It's rock bottom. This team sucks. And to the point where Clay Thompson, uh, all the deflection was going on Clay Thompson, and I like saw his stats. I was like, holy shit. Holy shit. That's so bad. The fact that he denied that extension, wanted more money, and it seems like from listening to this, Steve Kerr is like a couple games away from pulling the plug on Clay and playing those younger guys like uh, Brandon Podjemski from Santa Clara, the rookie, Trace Jackson Davis, the rookie from Indiana, who I said was going to be uh, a nice Draymond Green replacement. Learn under Draymond for a couple. Learn under Draymond defensively. Defensively, let me make that clear. He was going to learn from Draymond Green defensively and make himself a great defender because he was not that great of a defender in college, but. Oh, this is bad. This, this, this is really bad. This, this is bad. Holy shit. If you're a Warriors fan, I'm sorry. And you know who doesn't deserve this? Steph Curry. Because my God. He's, his legacy is just going to take a hit for this. Because he's got a fucking nutcase. He's got one guy that wants more money when he clearly doesn't deserve it. This, this is terrible. This is terrible. It was all thought that like once Jordan Poole was gone... Like, it's going to be like your normal Golden State Warriors. No, they are terrible. 
this is bad. <laughs> they suck. And that's why I like the Clippers minus five and a half tonight against the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> what, a, what a leeway into that. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I feel like this Warriors team is just terrible. I, I feel like it, it's just Steph Curry and a bunch of dudes right now. Like, this, this is real. This is, it reminds me of, it reminds me of when, uh, after they lost to the Raptors in the finals and they, like, you know, Clay with his Achilles and all that. So, and it was just Steph and a bunch of dudes. <laughs> and then how'd that draft work out for them? They ended up with James Wiseman. They ended up shipping him to Detroit. Speaking of Detroit, that's another terrible instance. Holy shit. I have a challenge for our listeners. Look back to some of our summer episodes and try to find my take about the uh, Detroit Pistons. You will laugh your ass off. I will give you, I will Venmo you $5 if you are able to find that. That's a challenge. Um, Because it's bad. It's so bad. I I almost fell to my knees when I heard it. I screamed when I heard it because it was that bad of a take. But I'll leave it at that. But God, this team's terrible. They're so bad. The whole Killian Hayes shit. The Killian Hayes being terrible. The big man deficit, like Marvin Bagley. I love him. Duke, whatever. James Wiseman, not good. I feel like the only two guys that are really the dudes are Cade Cunningham and Asar Thompson. Jaden Ivey hasn't cut it at all. They haven't won in like a month. They haven't won in a month. The Lions had more wins in the month of November than the Detroit Pistons. And they play once a week. The Lions play once a week. I can't believe it. I can't believe how bad this Pistons team is. And especially with the coaching too, because you bring in Monty Williams. He's the highest paid coach in the league. The highest paid coach in the league only has four wins. The Wizards and the the mediocrity continues because above them you have the Wizards. And then above them you have the Spurs. Oh my God, this is the future of the league. (laughs) And this is how it's going. Oh my God. Has Wembenyama been figured out? I don't know, but it's so bad. It is so bad. I can't believe it. I really can't believe it. And I will give a shout out to another young team. The Houston Rockets look really good. I I don't think they're going to get a playoff spot. They're definitely going to get a play in spot. I feel like the, Hiring of Ime Udoka is huge. Alfred Sengun did not have a good game last night. He got bitched by Triple J, but whatever. Uh, Tari Eason, shout out him. I had the Rockets minus eight and a half last night, and it was a, Tari Eason saved the bet. Phenomenal defense, great rebounder, great defender. I, I think I already said phenomenal defense, but whatever. Yeah, shout out to the Rockets because they could definitely. Sneak into a playoff playing spot, definitely, maybe, who knows? But I definitely love watching the Houston Rockets. Jalen Green's definitely uh, opening my eyes a bit. Uh, yeah, love the love watching the Rockets. That's definitely uh, something to look forward to if you're in uh, H-Town. Um, other than that, I don't think there's really much NBA to go over. Um, NHL, um, definitely, uh, do I say it? Do I say it about the Rangers? Uh, I mean, I know it's Dece- It's right now it's December 14th. And I think that there's a sort of a... There's an un- I have an uneasy feeling about the New York Rangers right now. And I know 
it all starts with Igor Shesterkin because he has not been playing well ever since he came back from injury. And I'm starting to think that he's not 100%. And maybe you give him a phantom stint, a phantom injury. I don't even know what they call it in hockey. Maybe a phantom injury stint, maybe something like that. I don't know. Because when they put Igor Shesterkin on the ice, they win games, but they aren't pretty wins. And I know two points is two points in the National Hockey League, and I'll leave it at that. But when you put in Jonathan Quick, it's like a complete 180. He looks like the Jonathan Quick that tortured me as a 10-year-old in 2014. Like, this is an 11-year-old in 2014. This is, it's just a complete 180, what I'm seeing here. It's, like a, it's, a, it's literally a career revival. Because he looks like... He's got like a two point two goals against or something like that. Something something like completely crazy. A two point two oh. He's eight oh and one. He is eight oh and one. They only lost one time with him and it was in a shootout against Minnesota. This is Wow. Uh Rangers have a back to back coming up uh on front tomorrow. Uh they have the Ducks. In at the Garden, then they go to Boston to take on the Bruins. Uh, Jonathan Quick expect, expected to be the goalie against Anaheim on fr- or tomorrow, and then Igor on Saturday. Uh, we go trip around the league. I'll give the Islanders a shout out. New York Islanders are four points back in the New York Rangers. I mean, I feel like the last time Tim was on here, he was talking about how terrible he was talking about how terrible the Islanders are, and now here come the New York Islanders four. Four points away from the playoff spot, which is definitely something to keep out to keep an eye out for. Because oh my god, if there is a Rangers Islanders playoff series, this podcast will be broken. We would have to have a a, a moderator because we'd just be going at each other's throats. It'd be personal. But Devils sneaking their way back into a playoff spot. They got a big win the other night against Boston in overtime. They've sort of found their groove. They're on, they're tied for that second wild card spot. There's a three. There's a four way tie for that second wild card spot. Excuse me. Uh, Washington with 31 points. Devils with 31 points. Hurricanes who have fallen off big. They lost four in a row. They had a really bad loss against uh, the Edmonton Oilers. They were able to bounce back against Ottawa. Yeah, they lost four in a row out west. Lost to Winnipeg. They lost to Edmonton. They lost to Calgary. Calgary. They lost to Vancouver. But then they were able to bounce back and get that get a win against Ottawa. They bounce. They have a game tonight against Detroit, uh, Tampa Bay. I think Andre Vasilevsky is back, and I was uh, I was mentioned I was listening. Shout out to our guy Matt. If the Light- I'll be honest, yeah. If the Lightning do make the playoffs, I will be shaking in my boots. I'm not gonna lie. It, 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 this team was two wins away from three peating a Stanley Cup. Obviously, obviously, I'd be shaking in my boots. I mean, I'd be lying. I'd be lying if I wasn't. I'd definitely be lying. Um, out west, Oilers back on track. Chris Knobloch hockey, ladies and gentlemen. Get used to it. Uh, Oilers, one point away from that wild card spot. The Oilers have sort of found their groove. Remember, they started the year with they they started the year with only one win. It it was not looking bright. They fire uh, Jay Woodcroft, but now here come here come the Oilers. Chris Knobloch hockey, ladies and gentlemen. They're one game back of a wild card spot. They realized who they were. They have Connor McDavid. They have Leon Dreisaitl. They have the two best players in hockey. They need to make the... I feel like it's an expectation of them to make the playoffs every year, let alone make the... Let alone make it to at least the conference finals. So this, this is big. 
this is big here. Uh, you listen to our hockey preview, the Vancouver Canucks, second playoff spot. You all call me crazy, Jake, Matt, Tim, thinking that the Vancouver Canucks were not were uh, in the playoffs. So fuck you guys. Um, yeah, uh, Canucks, uh, second in uh, the Pacific Division, uh, second in the Western Conference as well. Um, yeah, but the Oilers are on the rise. Um, yeah, that's all I got for hockey. Uh, Rangers, I have a bit of an uneasy feeling, but hopefully that feeling subsides. Every team goes through a down streak. So hopefully Igor gets fixed up. Leave it at that. Uh, we could talk some college basketball. Um, there's a big, big, when I say big, I mean big, big slate of games coming up starting tomorrow. UConn, Gonzaga, uh, just to name a few here. We got Kansas, Indiana on Saturday, Baylor, Michigan State on Saturday, Houston, A&M, the number one team in the country, Arizona, taking on the number three team in the country, Purdue, North Carolina, Kentucky, Alabama, Creighton. That's going to be a lot of offense. And uh, I feel like there's one more. Oh, no, that was it. Going to be a loaded slate of college basketball on Saturday. I'm very excited. Um, haven't done a video in a while. Haven't done a video since Saturday. So we're going to have a nice six-day break. Been getting some money for to build up, uh, to keep that bankroll going for college basketball. So big slate of games starting tomorrow. Uh, yeah, I feel like that's, our, that's really going to be it. Uh, but moving on. What I saw, Tim's not here to show his school spirit, but I will represent for them. Cortland football in the Division Three football national championship. Go fucking Dragons. Go win us a chip, baby. I don't even go to Cortland. I'm just, I'm, I'm repping my school. But go Cortland. If, if I had a team in D3 football, it'd be the Cortland Red Dragons. Go Cortland. Leave it at that. I think it's at 7 o'clock on Friday. So a few college basketball fans out there, Watch Cortland at 7 o'clock and then go right in to Yukon Gonzaga on, on, at 10 o'clock. Be, be very excited for it. Um, all right. So that's going to wrap it up. Uh, be sure to follow us on Instagram, X, and TikTok. Be sure to like this video. Leave a comment on this video. Subscribe to our YouTube. Be sure to follow us and rate us on Spotify. Five stars only. Be on the lookout for our picks for week 15 on Sunday or maybe even Saturday. Who knows? And we will see you guys on Tuesday. Peace out, guys.